0: Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight we are bringing you another fantastic show with a fantastic patriot, Jing D. Cold, a guy that is a wealth of knowledge and it's a blessing to have him in our community, in the movement, and in the universe for the world to receive information. Before we get to the show, I would like to recognize several of our sponsors, MyPillow.com and Mike MyPillow.com and Mike Lindell is a patriot that has put his money on the line and his business and his life to fight the good fight to save our republic. So if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you will get up to 66% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko a man that left us silver, gold, and platinum bullets to fight any bioweapon that is sent our way. And if you go to ZStackLife.com and use promo code CPN, you'll get 5% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce Gene Deco. Gene, thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh, Thank you for having me back, Patriot Mike
0: absolutely uh we had a lot of positive feedback from the last show it was it was really awesome um i actually found myself and i usually don't go back to any of our interviews and listen to them but that one i i totally did and it was fantastic um really appreciate the information you provided um but as we're starting a show i'd like to say hey um Gene, I want to thank you for joining us again, and I hope all has been well, and I hope you have gotten some sleep. Uh, how's the sleep been working with you?
1: Not great in the last four days, but, you know, uh, things happen, you know, so um, um, periodically I get good, good sleep, just put it that way. <laughs> Happens every every watch a week, I think, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Thanks for asking
0: no, I can imagine with everything that's going on, there's so much news being thrown at us and so many moving parts that are happening, I can imagine. Well, hopefully, some way, somehow, you can, you can find some sleep because uh, we need Gene rested. Um, to start off the show, I'd like to ask and, and start with, um, has, with, has there been any new updates, Intel, as we see banks collapsing meetings, being between G and Putin, and the big call for Trump's arrest. And and what's your opinion and and thoughts on that?
1: So I did the uh, situation update. um, They got live streamed today on the bank situation. And so what they're trying to do is to play humanity again. To create a panic, it's how they created the, you know, the depression and the 1929 stock market crash. Is, you know, they said there's been a run on the banks, which yeah, there was. It was them, and so that's how they create the panic. As they say it, but they're already done it. So you go there, yeah, their funds are gone because they took them. <laughs> so yeah. So this is a technique that they're doing. They want the small banks and medium banks and large banks to collapse except for a couple like Chase and Wells Fargo that'll buy up everything else, all of the other ones. So you're, you're, they're in compositing and gathering all of the power in less and less area. So they're controlling it and getting it to come in so that then they can create the CBDC, the central bank digital coin. That's the goal. Once they create that, then the transparency forever goes away. You'll never know what money's being spent for, for taxes or anything else. That's their end goal. And then they'll be able to tie that to a credit score, which means if you say something or do something or travel more than 15 minutes from your home, you get a negative hit on your credit score and then you can't buy your food, or you can't pay for your home, and you have to leave your home, you become homeless, all of this kind of stuff, and then they just remove you, or they just remove you. And so this, they want infinite power and infinite control, and make it absolute and forever. And the other goal of the CBDC is to make it so that the $4 trillion they've already stolen, it's already done, Nobody investigates it because it's rolled into the CBC and it all disappears. Nobody investigates it because they never see it, and all of this billions of dollars to Ukraine, and all who's doing what and how that's laundered, tied to you know trafficking children and sending weapons that don't really go to Ukraine, about 80% of them. They go into the black market to create world instability. That's what they do. They create instability in countries and do color revolutions and arm groups to overthrow countries that would back up their empire. And so their empire building, that's what Putin has said for a very long time. And he's been completely correct. If you look at the history of the people who created the united states not the founding fathers themselves but the people behind them the big bankers the rothschilds etc those types and the rockefellers carnegies are just people with actually the same name <laughs> they're actually rothschild and rothschild's actually got a different real name as well uh, if you go back through time there's Bauer, and you know and all of that so they call themselves the uh to be known by in front of the world as the bloodlines, and they're the bloodlines of Cain. And you know, behind the scenes, they call themselves the Olympians because they deem themselves to be at least part gods. They think they're gods, and they worship a, what they think is a god, which is a a false god. That is the god that is the god with all the power, but it's not. And so they are in the process. Of getting the world into the position they wanted it, they were well on their way of what they called their new world order. Now that has been forever terminated, and because of what happened in Ukraine with Putin, they knew he would go in. They were, you know, making it so he had no choice because they since the Maidan coup, of course, Vic Vicky, Victoria Newland uh, was there before that, along with. Um, you know, no name, <laughs> we'll just leave it there. The, the allies would prefer to leave it with that person that was uh, given a death sentence and removed. And so these people are the people that have been doing these color revolutions. And then you've got the current governmental situation, and then they've been showing like they still are, you know, Donetsk. And so the whole thing is they knew Russia would eventually have no choice but their d- design was to have it so that first the sanctions, which they knew they're going to do ahead of time. They even know what they're going to do uh, up until about back five or so. <laughs> they're running out of ideas. <laughs> so they knew about up to that point. And the whole point of that is not to hurt Russia. They thought it would. It would create um, Putin to fall and create a, a revolution in of. And a change of regime in Russia, but their primary goal was to de-industrialize Europe and NATO and the EU countries. That was their goal, because they want to bring all of that industry over to, you, to the US to, again, get more power and more wealth. And, you know, it's kind of like... Um, you got two parts in this that one doesn't understand what the other's doing. They de the United States. Now they want to reindustrialize the United States. What where are you going here? You de-industrialized it to China and outsourced everything to China and other countries. Now you want to bring it back. <laughs> it was like, hello, you guys don't seem to have an understanding. Uh, And so in the process of deindustrializing it, of course, China became massively wealthy and powerful. And at the same time, with all of the poking and needling and the initial overthrow of Russia and killing the czar, it's the same people again that are doing this like JFK. It's the same people. So they're doing this regime change, even if it means killing somebody. But in the process of, you know, then getting the Bolsheviks to overthrow the country and take it, and of course it was founded on May Day, which is a satanic, very high important satanic time frame, And the number one banking on Red Square was Chase Manhattan, which is again them. So this is, they're trying to control the world. But eventually the Russian people rose up and they took their country back. And so now it's back, and they learned the lesson. So during the time of the Soviet era, they learned the lesson of what it had been, and they got their national pride back, and they then industrialized themselves. They have a, a large amount of resources and wealth in their country, of resources, and a people that have a cultural pride and a strong faith of God the one God of all creation. And so through that, they were able to turn their country around to the point where now Russia alone can out-manufacture the entire Western world, US, UK, NATO, EU, all combined. And so they did not compensate for the level of how much ammunition, for example, they can manufacture for the Wagner group. That's the only people that have been fighting for quite a while now can expend. There's times during a day where the Wagner group is literally firing mortar rounds at one a second. You can actually go on Telegram and TikTok and see the recordings that are put, the people put stuff there, and you can watch the shells coming into Bakhmut, for example, or Adivka, and they're coming in at one a second. I mean, that's a level, I mean, it's not 24 hours a day, but it's for hours at a time. I mean, the level of what they're doing, and now with the, with the mobilization, the you know they started slow and careful. their desire was to leave Ukraine intact, to save their people, the Russian people that were getting shelled and killed since 2014, an eight-year war against the Russian-speaking people that were in Ukraine. And that whole eastern part was Russian, Russian Orthodox Christians who speak Russian, who are Russian, but they literally outlawed that. And so they were their goal, because they've been Nazified. Their goal is their elitist. Their young people have been indoctrinated, and, and Putin has stated this, you know, they were Russian people, and Ukrainian people are of a common blood. Uh, common heritage, common things, like he said, the American people, the Western peoples, the Americans, we share certain values like love of God and Christ and those things. But there's these elite group that have now taken over, you know, so be it if you want to believe there's 22 or whatever sex is. I mean, it's true, but if you want to believe and you want to buy into that belief, that's your choice But the peoples have a different value than the peoples running the country in NATO, the EU, the U.S., the U.K. And so you have these elite groups and those elite groups that, you know, came over here and destroyed the Native Americans, the 500 nations, the first nations. They go. That's what they do. They wherever they go. That's what they do. So, you know, they say we're here to help you and to monitor and help use your your resources for you. (laughs) Not for you, for them. This is what they do. So, like, we, you know, we have been turned into the police force and the Gestapo and a seizing empire for them. We go into Syria. Do we leave them autonomous in the area we went in? No, we put a base in and we steal their oil. We destroyed the bejeebers out of Iraq. We carpet bombed the place tens and even even more than tens. Hundreds of thousands of children were killed in Iraq for weapons of mass destruction that they knew from the get-go didn't exist. They went in there to take the oil and a Stargate that existed, which they did not get. But this is what they do. They go in and steal and kill. And so we need to do what the Russian people have done and take our country back for the people, the way we were originally created by the founding fathers in their desire of a nation with a government that's for the people, by the people, and of the people. And it does not rule over them. It protects them and administrates the governmental functions, and it represents them with absoluteness. It's the people who are in charge, not the government. And they've, of course, flipped that because they are a satanic group. And in satanic groups, there's a person at the top, and he has absolute power and absolute authority. And then it trickles down from there. And at any point, the person at the top or the next level down can eat those below them. That's the way that whole side of things works. And you can see it. Our legal system was taken sideways. In the U.S. legal system, it's supposed to be when you go into court and you've been charged with something, they're supposed to tell the jury that you're here to find the person guilty by the constitutional law within the law, that not under the law, but within the law, that if what they did, they did, and that violates the constitutional law, it's not by precedent, That that's not been done for over a hundred years. It's if you judge somebody by a previous ruling, Well, I can keep walking that. That means you're crossing, you're putting a grayer and grayer, darker and darker gray line out to where it becomes black, like you have Roe versus Wade, then it's upturned. And then the precedent, that precedential law, or by the precedent, is what is called exoteric law, or existential, which means outside of, what it's outside of is for the people, by the people, of the people. Certain animal rights given to the people by God. And so they've walked it outside, existentially, outside that. They've stenciled it, tattooed you, literally, tied, trued, and tattooed, as we say in the military. So, you know, this is where it's going. And so in the Ukraine, they're trying, we're trying to do that as well, but it didn't work. And so now, As Klaus Schwab has said at Davos, and in you know that it's the end of the new world order, and now eighty percent of the world is actually in Brex, which is Josara and Nasara, but they're trying to circumvent it with this banking situation. They're in a desperate need because Ukraine does not have until the end of the fall. I don't see and nobody, Colonel McGregor, Scott Ritter. Brian, of the new Atlas, pretty much everybody who's a knowledgeable in warfare, their Western world has run out of all of their stockpiles, and they will take one to two years to rebuild it and to rebuild another army for Ukraine. And they're running out of people to throw under the bus, to throw into the meat grinder of Adivka and Bakhmut. They're literally grabbing people off the street that are 16 or between 16 and sixty, And I say people because it doesn't matter if you're male or female anymore either. That means that is not, that war is not about the people of Ukraine. It's about the same group wanting to have a platform, whether it's the bank or Ukraine, to launder people, drugs, weapons, and money through forever and so the banking as they are saying that 200 banks started to collapse because whatever you know svb didn't collapse they bailed it out because that bank is venture capital and all of the big people are in there and it's tied to offshore accounts illegal trafficking it's tied to that so if it were to collapse and Elon Musk bought it like he did twitter all of that would be put out in front of the world, all of that dirty laundry, all of that dirty money, all of those ties would be re- revealed to the world. He's got way more to reveal. Seymour Hirsch is now revealing the truth about the Nordstrom pipeline like I did long time ago. I told people I showed the aircraft and the divers and the, you know, the ball tops and the name of the ship and everything. And it's inherently obvious who did it. And now even the cover stories that they're doing are inherently obvious why they're doing the cover stories they're doing. They have to come up. They didn't do anything until Seymour Hearst came up because he's a world level journalist. He did Malay, Watergate, uh, so many huge things that they have to at least try to bury the story with another story. They can't answer to it because they know that the people will see the truth of it. If you look at his substack, you can see the truth of it. And so they're trying to bury it. And what they're, and it's the same thing with the bank. They're trying to bury what's happening with BRICS. They're trying to bury the fact that the Saudis and Iran have made up and are going into BRICS. That destroys the petrodollar. As a world currency, it destroys the dollar because it is a petrodollar. And it destroys their narrative, their power, their, their unipolar control of the world is what they want. And it's destroying it. And they have a limited time to try to get in front of this. And they know it now. And before, they were in control of the timing. They've been forced several times now by the Alliance to go outside their, conti- their timing. And so what, what it does is that they're not ready. And so this, they're not ready. They didn't want it to be SVV. They wanted it to be some other stuff, but they said, okay, it's coming. So they had the people that are the top shareholders and the CEO and all that pull their stuff out. Okay, it's gonna happen too late because the Alliance had forced their hand. Just like with the uh, jab, they forced their hand, Trump forced their hand with Operation Warp Speed. That forced their hand. They did not have all of what they wanted in place. And now it's waking up the entire world to what was happening with the big pharma. Now, if this comes out, they're trying to jump in front of it. If this comes out about what is, this is one of their biggest pillars, the control of money. It's like, you know, Rothschild said, I mean, Rothschild said, I do not care who makes the laws in a country or who runs a country if I make the money. Because if you make the money, you will very shortly control the country. You'll bribe or get people killed. And you'll bribe and control all of the people of power. And you can get your own people in there eventually anyway. And that's what they've done in our country and then all of the Western world. This is their how they always do things. So, you know, I would advise people not to panic like I did in my situation update. And like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe says in nice, friendly letters, don't panic. Keep your head, get, keep you and your family safe, have what you need to survive, get enough money out to survive for two months or whatever you feel you need to do. But don't create a bank run because that is exactly what they want you to do. That's how they created the fall of the stock market and the run on the banks then and the total iron power of the Fed. They got the Fed in the same way, putting out fake news. They put out, it's bad for business, the Federal Reserve Act. No, it was perfect for business. They put that out because they know people will go, oh, if it's bad for the bankers, that's exactly what we need. So they're putting out again. It's the opposite. They're putting out oh, there's going to be this. That's good for business. They want those banks to collapse. That's perfect for business because they get the CBDC. So I think I've explained it well. Uh, Let me know.
0: (laughs) No, you explained it very well. And you also gave me a a confirmation, which uh, me and my wife was having a conversation and um, you gave a, a confirmation. And that's amazing. Um, the one thing I, I did bring up is, uh, what's your thoughts on the Trump arrest? Do you think this is him playing the, the art of war and, and, um, seeing the percentage of Patriots that are awake, that knows not to go out and protest Patriots don't protest. We do rallies, um, probably to draw out Antifa or BLM and and some of those guys that wear the brown pants. What's your thoughts on that whole Trump arrest thing?
1: Yeah, so that's, again, like what you, you've you got the correct understanding is to do rallies and say, you know, in a rally, you know, this is what we stand for. We stand for freedom. We stand for certain laws. We stand for certain things. We stand for elections being honest and being truthful to how the votes are cast. So those things. But protests, mm. again, it's like Operation Warp. He's very complex. It's the art of the deal, as he calls it. We all call it the art of war, because we are in the Third World War for a long time now. So you are correct.
0: Thank you for that, Gene. Um, I did want to touch on uh, something that we brought up or with the last interview on the Anunnaki. Can you help myself and other listeners understand the true history of the Anunnaki? I do believe there's some good ones and some bad ones, and there's some good and bad in it. But what I've noticed in this new age stuff is there's several that has given the impression that they're God, and some people are gravitating to that uh, some of the predominant names may be God. And we know there's only one creator of all life. So can you go into the depths of the truth On that?
2: Yes. So as far as the Anunnaki, I do not personally have
1: heard of one of them that is not conquered by the Alpha Draco, the reptilian, uh, what they call the uh, Ryan Syndicate. They were conquered a long time ago through nuclear war and other ways. Their kings were overthrown, and they've been a weapon of war for the syndicate, the Orion syndicate, since then. I don't know of any that have walked outside those lines. Inky and Inlel are nothing but a tool to be used. They came to Earth, and they play good cop, bad cop, but they're both bad cops, so they're both bad. They both sit there and say, I created mankind, I did this, I did that, or I'm the good one, that's the bad one. No, I'm the good one, that's the bad one. They play this back and forth through different cultures throughout the history of them being on the planet, and that's what they do on every planet they go to. I have no knowledge of any good ones, Anunnaki at all. Uh, I know what Setchum put out, and he purposely mistranslated Sumerian scrolls to make it look like they... You know, are engineering hum- humanity. They didn't. They engineered mankind. That's, there's a huge difference between humanity and mankind in quite a few different ways. And so then you get all this, you know, they're the gods. Da, da, da. That's how they play you every time. So then we're the children of the gods. We're gods chosen because we're part gods. So you get this you know, hierarchy structural of power by birth. What they call
2: the bloodlines. So, no, I don't know of any good Anunnaki. Are you there? Oh, we lost Patriot Mike. Oh, no. Hold on one second.
1: Okay. Well, wait. I got to run and get my uh, puppy girls barking to come in. So I'll be back in one minute. Oh, here he comes. Great. He's- okay. Okay. Wash you there, Patriot Mike. Takes a minute for their mic to come on.
0: Thanks, Gene. Got to. A- Interrupted call and it kind of wiped me out.
1: Yep. So, the the bottom line answer of my dissertation, you probably missed part of it, is no, I don't know of any good Anunnaki. Not for several hundreds of millions of years and not never on this planet, on their original homeworld. Before the Orion Syndicate con- conquered them, the Alpha Draco blew the place to pieces. They were a good species, but since then and that's long before they came to this solar system they're just a tool and a weapon of war for the Iranian syndicate
0: I truly appreciate that and thank you so much and hopefully this uh, definitely reaches somebody to, to help people and further think for themselves could you possibly go into the galactic history on some of the um humanoid extraterrestrials that are good Um, because I know there's a lot of people out there that is just putting out information and in my spirit it it seems like they're misguiding people and and they're setting them up to a trap
1: Uh, so this is exactly pretty much how I deal with patriots or platforms I go on that say they're patriots and if they are, I'm fine but I look at what they do and how they act and what they say and what their overall time frame was, is how they've been. And so this is how you do with any species as well. So look at how they do, what they are. And if you don't know, follow as much as you can. But for me, um, it's not relevant. Because who's going to save humanity? Humanity, through their faith in God the only God of all creation, and through their love and compassion and respect for each other, if the people of the human race can do that. We don't have to have a team from our planet to come down here and save our hide. We're the ones that put ourselves here. We're the ones that bought the line. I know it's, they're good at it. They're very good at disinformation, misinformation, mind control, all this stuff. That's the trick they do. They give you their mind a mind of power and desire for wealth and acquiring things and fame. And, you know, after a while, I understand being caught in soul traps around and around and getting your memory erased and slammed down here again and again and again. You don't remember why you came here or who you are or what, even what you are anymore. And you lose track of everything, but you need to gather that track back up and re-establish who you are and why you're here. What is it that matters in who you are and why you're here? What does it matter in life? It matters family. It matters children. It matters kindness. It matters respect. It matters the environment and the truth of the environment. And when you buy into a narrative, watch for talking points. You get a very simple cliche thing like climate change. Does that talking point, does that two words coming together makes sense the climate's changing yeah I know it's called weather <laughs> weather always changes well let's look at it over the long term how's it changed there's been ice ages and there's been times where it's tropical from pole to pole Of course the climate changes so okay they're saying it's mankind and humanity or humanity or mankind or whatever they're so doing it is that true? Well, what are they saying we're doing? Carbon footprint. Is that true? It doesn't matter if a group of scientists, the majority, say it's true. That's called propaganda. That's propaganda science. That's not true. Unless you look at, in this case, the climate has to do with the what they're saying is it's going to wipe out life. So then look at life. What does life do to survive and to live and to continue on. You have basically two areas in life, plants and animals. <laughs> Pretty simple. Plants and things that aren't plants. So what do plants do? They breathe carbon dioxide and make material that are eaten by animals. And insects, if you lump them in with animals, anything that's not a plant, let's just call it an animal for now. They, they eat that. And then some of the animals eat the animals and you have the food And so, but what's the food chain made out of? Carbons, hydrocarbons, primarily. Primarily, it functions on hydrocarbons. So are hydrocarbons bad? Overall, no. So uh, is us adding to the hydrocarbons in the atmosphere, and carbon dioxide in particular, bad? Well, let's look at that. So again, plants, of course, breathe that. And everything's made of that. is it true, if we look at the science, the actual data as an individual, just look at it for yourself, is it true that we look at the history of life on this planet The carbon dioxide is lower than it was, say, during the time of the dinosaurs or any other hydrocarbon like methane? Actually, they're, we're at a global minimum. We're almost at a level to where If it continues, life will go extinct. So I'm going. We're actually to the point. There's so little carbon dioxide and hydrocarbons in the atmosphere that life will go extinct. The plants will die and then everything dies because that's the cycle of life on Earth. You know, what eats what and how it goes and how it grows. And so it's not true. So if it's not true, why are they saying it's true? And they have these cliche words that don't really mean anything like green and renewable. Is it green and renewable? How long does the windmill last? How viable is it? Is how, how, how do you create that thing? You mine it, <laughs> you mine it. What do you mine it with? Big machines that burn oil derivatives of, uh, <laughs> They, do they burn more than they save in the long term? Oh, way more. <laughs> I was like, it's not, re- number one, green. If you're green is meaning not put up carbon dioxide and hydrocarbons, but we already have established that's not real. The hydrocarbons are so low and the carbon dioxide is so low, we're critically low. So I look at that and I go, I think I see God. Because I see God got humanity to the point. And mankind to the point that we can return the balance, you know, get it back up there so the plants could grow. And it is starting to help. You can see the Sahara is getting greener. The eastern forests of the eastern United States on the coastline in Pennsylvania, for example, are growing. They're getting bigger because what did they used to be? huge (laughs) trees a mile high (laughs) so i mean huge animals huge plants why are they so small well several various things have happened and one of them is you've gotten the carbons too low (laughs) so let's put it back (laughs) so that's a good idea i think i see god here so the people saying this if it's not green it's not renewable. It goes in a landfill in 10 years, buy a car, and it's a lithium battery and all that. And it, it costs so much to put it back in again to renew it. It's better to buy a new one and put the old one in a landfill or crush it and you know, do what you can to salvage what you can. But most of it you can't. Not remotely renewable. So let's go to what is the, the option we have until we can go to something that does work. Did we have, have we ever had something that worked that didn't put that stuff up? Let's get it to where it's a balance for life on earth. And then let's see what we've had along the way to replace those hydrocarbon systems. Did we have something? Yeah. Nikolai Tesla and other people since then have developed free energy. It's up there. And in fact, if you look at all the old buildings, what are you actually looking at? A dome with a ball on the top that used to be filled with mercury with a wire coming? You're looking at free energy. We had it. And they changed the history and lied to us so they could do this so they could get a hegemony, a unipolar world, and they could live in opulence. Because if you look at the people saying that, that's what their goal is. So if you follow the money and look at who's doing what and how they live, okay, we're going to go to a Paris climate change conference in our personal jets, even if it means we only have to travel in a jet for 30 minutes. (laughs) Why don't you go into something like a little more conservative on the fossil fuels, as you call them? I don't call them that because they're not fossil fuels. Fossils are pretty much rocks. (laughs) We're not burning rock. We're burning oil. There's a difference, that's a a heavy hydrocarbon chain um, that's created through gasification in about 10 years. That is actually renewable, in other words. So learn the science and not go with consensus science, which is propaganda science, where the majority of people say, even if all of but one person would say, even if everybody said it, is it true? Just because everybody says it true, Look at the facts and is it true? That's the truth. Follow the truth. Follow you learn to think for yourself. That's part of what they do. They teach you not to think for yourself. Don't use your gut. <laughs> like Tucker Carlson's been saying, they said to not use your gut. Oh no, always trust your gut. Because you could even get books called the second brain. It's in your gut, you know, because your your gut, your digestive tract and intestinal tract. Creates more neurotransmitters than the brain itself does. It actually does the majority of thinking. Always trust your gut. It's on. Why is it on? Because what is it connected to? Where is that brain connected? Well, you've got these computers in your body that are made out of fiber optic balls. The control centers are fiber optic ball computers that circular energy is spinning in what are called in ancient times chakras. That means spinning wheel, because they look at it with their third eye, which not decalcified back then, and they see a spinning ball of energy. So they call it spinning wheel. Looks like a wheel of spinning energy, precisely. And what does the third chakra do? The gut. It goes to the throne of God. So you get a gut instinct. That's coming from God. <laughs> um, that might be one of something you want to listen to. I would say absolutely listen to that. Always listen to your gut. Always, always listen to your intuition, no matter how ridiculous and stupid it may sometimes seem. I mean, I've had things where I go, yo, know, I'm cutting a big piece of wood on my table saw. And, you know, I have it sitting on the ground. I'm sitting in front of it. I didn't yet have a bench for it at the time. And so I'm sitting on the ground and I God goes, that little ceramic pot sitting on the edge of the lip of the garage, move it, set it on the floor. I said, well, let me finish this wood. (laughs) He goes, now, I could have turned off the saw carefully and gone over and done it. But I said, almost done. Nothing. No reply, because you're not listening, in other words. One minute later, as I'm finishing my wood, almost finished, not quite, a wind gust came up because i have the garage door open and i'm cutting in the driveway you know and taking it in through the garage into the house where i'm working and it knocked over a piece of drywall i had and it hit that pot and the pot hit the floor and the shards of the pot went everywhere and the drywall busted into pieces that i needed later the big sheet of drywall brand new sheet of drywall toast gone ruined and the pieces went into the table saw. It hit me in the eye and I had to close my eye and it yanked the piece of wood I was cutting, jammed the table saw. I was fortunate I'm quick enough to pull my hand from being severing something on a finger or a hand. I yanked it and I, you know, the saw jammed and I quickly, with one eye kind of partially open, the one away from where the pot broke, I turned the table saw off. The piece of what i have been cutting was ruined. The, blade was bit. I had to replace the blade. Yeah, you know, I was quick enough to turn it, get out of the way and turn it off while it was uh, uh, jammed up. So, you know, always trust your gut. And this is what they do. They get in the way of your understanding the truth. This is how they work. And so, you know, it's learning to retrust who you are and what you are and get out the garbage they put in our heads. Yeah. Because that's not tied to, the, to you know, your brain up on the top in, in between your ears. That gray matter is not connected to where it should be connected to. Not anymore. Most people got that puppy shut down. It should be connected to your heart. And then your gut, too. <laughs> you know, so they should all work as one. But they got you functioning piecemeal. So, you know... That's where we need to go back to. We need to get back to the basics and understand the truth and understand to learn to have a, an inquiring mind and considering and researching and learning and understanding for ourselves. And you don't have to go, who is the good guy? Because it'll become self-evident. You watch it they do over the long term. But why do you need somebody, the cavalry, to come to your rescue, come to your own rescue? through our service to God and um, and to each other and love and respect and standing up strong and tall and standing for the truth and standing for our truth, not allowing people to do the wrong thing to you. Again, I don't say to sit there and lay down and take an abuse. I don't say that I'm saying to try to do your best with people. And when you mess up and you to own up to it, like Tucker is, you know, he's stated, I made a mistake. Alex McHarris that I fought are um, uh, Alex Christopher that I follow will own up to it. So the, I follow those people. So as far as non-terrestrials go, um, are the people? Uh, you know, do you know them? If you do, well, how is that relationship going? Are they coming in and actually helping you? Like with the U.S., when we go into a country, do we help rebuild it later? How's Iraq today? How's how Syria where we went in? Um, how's Kuwait, how's Libya after we bombed and killed the person who ran the country was putting in a gold standard? How are they doing today compared to how they were before we bombed the place? Uh, Let's see, he was doing a gold standard and having all of Africa do that, their money's real. And that's why we bombed them. Or weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. Uh, Did we own up to that? No. So how would the rest of the world look at the U.S. like a conquering empire? I would say by the way we've been over the last hundred or so years, that's pretty accurate. And so the same thing goes with looking at an alien species. If, you know, as far as I can tell with the, let's take a group, for example, let's take the Nordics. I see them helping and doing some good. And I see some groups in there that are possibly doubtful. Um, let's look at the Ashtar Command. Half of them are dark and half of them are light. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's <laughs> a little on the iffy. 50-50 chance you get the right one? <laughs> was like flip a coin. I'd rather leave my fate at, not at the hands of the flip of a coin. <laughs> you know? So um, that's how I do that.
0: Well, I really appreciate that because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this that definitely needed to, to hear that. I know myself needed to hear that as well. I'm always a student. Um, when you were talking about the free energy and the things that they had in the past, you know, <laughs> there's so many like the vault. Pandora's box has been busted wide open with the vault, and I appreciate whoever has uh, allowed us to see some of that stuff. Especially, like, back in Tartaria. There's a video that I have, and I, I can send it to you. <clears throat> There's a, a piece of wood. And I believe there are, like, two circular, uh, you would say, like, uh, I don't want to say copper coils, but they're kind of like copper coils, and they're connected to two spark plugs, and the spark plug is connected to the little vase with the light bulb in it. And then the guy took a really thick magnet and he puts it on top of the spark plugs and the light lights up. And it's like, wow, we can light our whole house up by making these mechanisms and, uh, save on electricity. Um, and then watching some of the, the buildings in Tartaria, the, I believe it was the door way was a very big magnet, you know? And I think, Magnets played a major role in some of the free energy back in the the days of hidden information. So that was pretty awesome when you brought that up.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you know what you're looking at with buildings and even hand carried things that we're told are weapons of war. Mm, a lot of that, if you look at electronics and electricity and the, the technology that's used in what we use today, you're looking at things like antennas and collectors and generators and capacitors. <laughs> I'm like, um, that's technology. <laughs> you know, it's not a weapon of war. But, you know, this is how they want us to think. So, you know, it's learning that, that it's available and it's out there. And it is actually starting to be used. And it is actually so out there. You can go online and you can, uh, a person sent me something on how to build a device that'll give you from a salvage yard of a a motor and a generator with no battery at all. Rebuild the the motor with certain magnets in certain ways. And you make, once you start it, it runs and it'll, continuously forever generate power. <laughs> Once you, know, you got it started with the first jump start with electricity from outside, now it'll it'll power your house forever <laughs> until it wears out. And then you just have another you know, battery backup. So you charge enough for the next one, you know, so to kick start the next one. So the it's not that hard to build the technology. I sent some of it that was sent to me by a person in Canada just a very simple device like that and one of the bless for service team uh in canada is actually building it so it's like <laughs> he's got it running was <laughs> like you know, i'm getting it running and it seems to be working so far <laughs> so that's the uh it's a lot of, that's out there it's if you have a fairly uh, good talent or mind in that area not really incredibly hard so we've been lied to that free, you know, what they do is they make you not even try because they go, you can't have zero point energy. It's not possible. Uh, prove it. How about if I prove it, it is possible first. <laughs> Let's do it the other way. It's like in the, um, I think it's the outer limits. The newer one, where cold fusion was supposed to be impossible, guy goes into a college where the teacher had told him that, with a cold energy fusion weapon, says, "This is how easy it actually is." You, with your way you teach, you force people to believe it's not possible, but for a reasonably intelligent person, it's so easy it's beyond belief. You don't you don't even see it because you're not looking. You've been forced to look away. And so, you know, it's, we need to look all over the place. There was a series of books actually called um, Cities of Flight written by James Blish, who wrote the original Star Trek series. And in that, they actually did that. They looked for anti-gravity and life extension technology in the past. (laughs) Did somebody already solve these problems? They go, yeah, they actually did. And so they created, you know, something to make people never go old again and then they found something what they called a spin dizzy field that created anti-gravity and they lift why they call it cities of flight is they lifted all of the major cities in the united states into flight they cut under them with lasers and then they took them off the earth and flew them away. <laughs> you know, the rest of the books, are three books, are about the city, Chicago, New York, and Denver, and flat all over the place of what they're doing and what they're fighting, you know, going to different planets and stuff. So it's just, you know, to look at the information with a discerning eye.
0: Very true. And as you were saying, that reminds me of, uh, there was a story that I heard uh, in the military Um they showed the, I believe, the scientists or engineers uh, video clipping on flying saucers or whatnot and said, I, I forgot which country they said that they have these uh, flying saucers created. And they are like, all right, we need you guys to go ahead and make this. And they were totally shamming them. And they say, before you know it, they back-engineered some crafts just by planting that seed in their head and how powerful the humans really are It's were. Um, <laughs> that's really awesome that you brought that up, brought that back to my memory. Uh, one thing I'd like to bring up, um, and we can go into Q and A if you like, um, can you go into Lemuria Atlantis and the lands beyond the ice wall as we've seen the diary of Dr. or Admiral Bird's story and do you have any knowledge with your research on like the breakaway societies beyond the ice wall? And I've, I've been hearing the ancestral public come up a lot. Um, so I was just curious if you had any research with your knowledge on that.
1: So first Atlantis and Lemuria are some of the ancient world civilizations. And then Atlantis destroyed Lemuria, the majority of it. There was a war in which they ripped the plates into existence the continental plates exist because of the war they broke the solid sheet that covered the, the around the entire surface and into the inner earth as well the earth's a ball that has holes into the poles and so as it forms 92 homogeneous elements start to come together and spin when they pick up everything in the universe down to the even the plank distance has a, a torque a spin. And that spin actually, like a centrifuge, first it makes it into a ball, it's liquid. Uh, a lot of your heavier elements will go to the center because it's a centrifuge. That's uranium, thorium, plutonium. Those happen to have something in common. They're radioactive and they're nuclear sources. If you get them close enough, they'll develop a fissioning or a fusioning mass. And that's why they downgraded uh, Pluto, because it's it's not actually a planet. It doesn't have a sun inside. It's not having a small fissioning mass in the center. And so once you create that fissioning mass, and it does go into fissioning, then it's a little internal sun. And that then breaks the nucleus of the atom, which then creates the release of the gravity that binds the nucleus of the atom together. It's what overcomes the Coulomb force is a gravity wave going into the singularity at the center of every atom. So once you break that, now the gravity wave is released outwards and gravity being a push, like any particle wave is a push. If you stand on the ocean waves hitting you, they don't pull on you, they push. And so you, it pushes outwards the rest of the material. And of course, it's now picked up spin too. So that central sun inside the planet is spinning. And then that wave pushes the negative gravity wave, pushes the rest of the liquid material out. And then over time, and now you've got literally an electric dynamo. You have a spinning sun in the middle with a lot of rock. And a lot of that rock is iron. So you get a liquid iron layer based on density of what goes where you get a liquid iron layer and then you get volcanism starting as the planet starts to cool and that creates rain and uh, snow and those kind of things and hail and so that cools the surface of the planet both internally and externally so you get one solid piece of rock all the way around on the inside and the outside and then within that you have like kind of a a, a, caramel, <laughs> a caramel layer inside the plates of the outside and the inside, and that's the, the magma. And then you have the central sun, and then you have, because the that ball is spinning on, as you drop water on a spinning ball, it'll make an S to, from the pole on top to the equator of that ball, it'll spin to the, in the case of the direction the earth's spinning to the left. Is the Coriolis effect, so it'll spin to the left. So you'll get a freshwater sea initially. It'll go to the left, and then it hits the equator. It'll bend back to the right. So you get these long freshwater seas forming, and over time they'll erode. You know the the waters will continue to erode and deposit into these seas, sediment, and that sediment will be turned into sedimentary rock, which will, with the weight of the sea and the rock, will push down into that layer of volcanic rock below which will be eaten at by the magma underneath the liquid rock and so it'll get weaker and weaker. It was getting weaker and it would have eventually cracked but the war between Lemuria and Atlantis cracked it so severely and so suddenly that the torque of the earth caused the continents to pull apart to where they are today and in that pulling apart the during that war Lemuria was mostly destroyed. A portion of it did survive And Atlantis, at that time, was mostly okay. But Lemuria, as the spin happened, and the the way the spin happened, and the planet was slightly wobbling, it caused it to go to become part of Antarctica. Then in ensuing wars, Atlantis... Uh, and things that happened actually wound up getting destroyed as well. First, it got broken down to five islands. Finally, those went under the ocean in a single day. And that was known as the Younger Dryas extinction event about 25,900 and some years ago. And so in that event, the re- prior to that, the five islands had been a continent. But the, that piece of the continent actually suffered the same fate as Lemuria. In a war, it got displaced down into becoming the other part of Antarctica. So if you look at the Perry-Reese map, you can see that and other maps that actually show Antarctica without the ice before the ice sheets formed, you can actually see that it's formed out of two pieces. One part, the major part, is Atlantis. The minor part is Lemuria. And then in the Younger Dryas extension, you had a singular day in which during that time the earth was in an ice age. So the entire, what we incorrectly called the northern hemisphere, but was covered with a mile foot high thick sheet of ice, um, was melted in an hour, under an hour, in minutes actually. And so when that happened, it was thrown up through a impact event. Let's just Leave it that way. Um, and that impact event created what we call the um, Finger Islands, the Finger Lakes, rather, in the US and it all, all the way across into Europe as well. And they're all exactly at 28 degrees angle and all exactly the same shape and size. So there was a, an unusual impact, we'll put it that way, event in which all of the impacting items were exactly the same size and same shape. Of course, they come in at the same angle because they're all coming in in a belt, so to speak. And so that caused the ice sheet to be broken into pieces, jettisoned into the atmosphere and superheated at the same time. And a wave of water went into the oceans in the we'll just leave with the common terminology, the northern hemisphere and it's cold ice cold water that then created a tidal wave that headed towards the equator, a thousand feet high. Well, because of the spinning of the earth at the tropical, at the equator in the the tropical regions of the world, that water is actually a thousand feet higher than up in Alaska. It bulges, the oceans of the world bulge because of the spinning, and this can actually be measured. And so when that cold water, a thousand feet high, hit a thousand foot high bulge of warm water, tropical, in the 80s, you had a refractory wave a mile high that raced across the continents. It literally went across the North America all the way up and ran out finally, sweeping everything in front of it in Alaska. And it dropped everything. And then because of the ice sheet, while this is occurring, that was thrown into the atmosphere from the impact, there was a lot of ice and, of course, water vapor thrown out. That was occluding the sun. And so very rapidly, while this back wave is coming, the temperatures are dropping like a rock. And so they're falling so quickly. By the time that wave ran out of velocity up in Alaska, everything was frozen in a, in the, just very suddenly. And so you wound up ha- going back into the ice age in the Northern hemisphere, but you also had it happen globally where the upper atmosphere had a flash wave of freezing cold ice up there. And so it occluded the sun all the way down into the Southern polar regions, which caused the, you know, the wave, when you hit a wave, a bulge of 1,000 feet high, it's gonna cause a rebound effect. So you also had a tidal wave heading towards the South Pole. And we'll just, again, use the common understanding of the Poles, in other words, Antarctica, which was a tropical area. But when that water got there, it flash, flash froze. And so you got the wall of ice on top of the continent of Antarctica at this, in the southern polar region. And so since that time, that water has been, that water frozen has been a mile deep sheet of ice on top of the continent of Antarctica. But because Antarctica has a massive, because it's a polar area again, first you have the inner sun shining out and you have, because of the the centrifugal force, which is far reduced, you have magma closer to the surface. So in the center of Antarctica, You have the inner sunlight light coming out and in a smaller hole. And you also have the magma close to the surface there. So you have a lot of geothermal activity in Antarctica. So, you know, I don't like the term ice wall because it's a lot of people use that to refer to the fact the earth is flat. Uh, The ice wall, you can sail around Antarctica in a sailboat. A person just recently did it, came all the way around from where he started, going in one direction the entire time. And he didn't sail around the the entire, uh, all the continents on Earth. He didn't see, you know, all the continents on Earth, no matter what magnification he would have had. He, they don't do the Admiral Byrd did the same thing. He sailed around all the way around Antarctica. And so then they launched internal expeditions and they hadn't Aircraft and they flew into areas that are ice free inside of the continent of Africa and they found massive pyramids, um, cities devastated, of course, by the flood. The pyramids were pretty untouched. Some of the pyramids coming up through the ice sheet, even they're that huge. Um, and then they found the entrance to the inner earth. And so, in that, you know, he had already done that previously, actually met with the Agartha just shortly before this. Uh, inside the earth when he went into the North Pole. And he's also done that, had done that previously. So most people don't know that, but you can read the diary of Admiral Burt. So since then they then decided to restrict access to there because of the wealth of materials that are there. And also the fact that it, during World War II, the Germans, the, the Nazis particularly, in the Third Reich, were going there to pr- create what they called New Schwaberland or a refuge for the Fuhrer, in case they didn't win the war, a a haven of safety. And they did, and they created a whole class of submarines, over three hundred and ninety huge submarines. You could literally open the front end of it up with hydraulics and a you know, hinge like a door, and drive a semi into it. And so they evacuated all of their technologies that they had in deep underground military bases all over Europe of where they conquered and Germany. So the Hanabu and the Bell and all of those were taken to what they call New Schwab or base 211. And so they allied themselves with the Draco and the Zeta Reticuli or the Greys to get that technology partly And partly Victor Schauberger, who they kidnapped, and Maria Orsic, who they allowed to leave the planet with the technology she was given through channeling with the Palladians. And so they got the technology. They couldn't use it for defense or offense during the battle of the European continent and all of that because you can't put a percussive force that has a rebound effect like a cannon on a craft that's hovering with anti-gravity because it'll drive it in the opposite direction you need a particle weapon and so it wasn't till the main part of Germany had fallen they weren't able to delay the end of the fall of the homeland and so they lost Germany but by that time they were had a a absolute presence and they knew they were going to lose it so they had taken those 390 huge fleet of submarines down to Antarctica and they created their own haven. And they've been there since. And since then, they've you know, already had gone to the moon and Mars and set up bases on the moon and Mars. Uh, and so they have been out, uh, presence out in space and throughout the Milky Way. Um, again, because of their ideology, they believe they're the superior race. And going into Ukraine, the Nazis there actually believe they're the superior Nazi race. <laughs> they actually believe that the other Nazis aren't as good as they are. <laughs> you know, they're actually the, the top of the top. They're the cream of the cream. And even the lower Nazis will be thrown under the bus when they run the world. <laughs> you know, so that's their nature of their ide- ideology. So, you know, that I hope that answers your, under, your question and, and gives you a thorough understanding.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. That gave me a a very well understanding of it all and paints the picture pretty well. Thank you for uh this interview and all the information, Gene. Um we can go into Q&A if you like. Uh, I really uh don't like to keep you too much long cuz uh, I don't want to be the one that's taking too much of your time here. I really uh honor and appreciate the time that you're given. But if uh any other members want to go to Q&A, we can definitely
2: go into Q&A. I sure would love to jump in if Gene's ready. <clears throat> yeah, I can do
1: a short Q&A.
2: Gene, it is a great honor to be able to speak to you personally. Um, I am a huge fan. I, I respect everything you do. And I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, I did have also the honor to sit next to Rick from Blessed to Teach at the first reawakening tour in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So next time you talk to Rick, tell him that crazy girl that sat next to him says hi, <laughs> please. Yeah, thank you. Um, what's the question? Um, light codes. Can Are you familiar with them? Do you uh, think that they are helpful in contacting our ancestors, our galactic uh, friends? What are your thoughts on light codes?
1: I'm not understanding the meaning of the term. I, What I mean by light code might be different than what the question person offering the question is meaning. Please clarify.
2: So like a prayer, you would say for God, you can also send light codes out into the universe. Um, There's specific codes that you send out to contact your ancestors, uh, to gain the highest Christ consciousness, things like that. Are you familiar with those? Uh,
1: Prayer, yes, I'm totally familiar with prayer and even envisioning, which
2: is a specific type of prayer. it's not necessarily a specific type of prayer. I mean, I just talk freely freely amongst God and, and, you know, the beings that are light beings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, go ahead. So you're not familiar with light codes?
1: Not that terminology. I'm familiar with, okay. I'm familiar with prayer. And okay. I'm familiar with the code that runs on the strings of creation. Which is what I understand. Call, I call that light code. If you remember the movie Matrix, you saw code running on the strings. That they're not all green, but <laughs> they're every color you can imagine that are the strings. If you understand string theory, which is actually fairly correct, the universe has an underlying string creation of it, uh, and it's coded in light code uh, because it's light, it's the light of the Holy Spirit developed from the Word of God. And that word, of course, can be represented in code. There are codes of light on the strings of creation. And that's what I call light code. So light code is a very, I use terms very specifically. So those are light code. I use prayer as prayer and envisioning a specific type of prayer wherein asking God in the prayer for a change in the future to see a change in certain things and get together with a group of people, for example, you can do it like the Blessed for Service and I do. We do a envisioning session in which we're asking for God to make a change, for example, to end the conflict in Ukraine as soon as possible so that lives are saved and that everybody gets to have freedom and autonomy and recognized for whatever culture and ethnicity and religion they follow that respects other people. For me, Satanism isn't really a religion because it's involved in killing. It's a death cult, so it's not really a religion. It's killing people you know, and sacrificing people. That's not a religion. A religion is to the one God of all creation for me. If you want to believe there's many, as long as you do that with respect to all life everywhere, and it's not, you know, doing things that violate and kill, it's fine with me. I respect that everybody has the right to worship the way they please, as long as they respect others in life. So as far as prayer, I understand prayer, envisioning, understand envisioning. And, you know, but I'm very careful in the terms I use, and I try to use certain terms in certain ways and stay away from certain terms because they get like an ice wall or a wall of ice or the wall, you know, it's been used to mean something that is not true. And it's not something I, I believe is not true, that the earth is a globe and round. It's not something I believe. I absolutely know Um, Let alone the physics, the calculus, the trig, the 12 plus years at sea, uh, making it inherently obvious to me. I've seen it from space. So it's something I absolutely know. So certain terminology I try to stay away with uh, uh, from because it's confusing. So I hope that answers the question. (laughs) Maybe not at all, but... um,
2: best I could do. No, it 100% answers the question. And and you reminded me that every word that we speak puts out a frequency and has a certain meaning. So I appreciate you pulling me back and pulling that consciousness back to um, be more, you know, well, understanding is not the right terminology here, but be more cautious about how I say words. So you completely um, clarified that for me and I agree with you. And please, there is only one God. He is the one God that created everything. So I am on the same frequency with you there. Thank you. I have also had the great honor of uh, using most of your protocols that you used to make available. I'm wondering for you know all the members that are listening, do you still make those protocols available? Um, due to
1: the structure and the fact that the cabal still has teeth, um, I can't um, because they will eventually say I'm practicing medicine without a license, and if I'm going into precise amounts of things to use, and you know even if I think this is just what I do. Or just what I do, and the BFS does, or you know, this is an idea. There's no way to get around it, even with the disclaimer liability. We had to pull them because. Sooner or later, there you know, even doctors have gone out and said certain, you know, like I offered all of the protocols to Dr. Northrup. She goes, I don't know how to get them out there (laughs) because even as a doctor, they'll pull her license. That's what she said is, you know, they may try to pull. I'm trying to get my doc, my lawyers to look at a way to do that. But thank you for giving them. But, you know, so I can't do that. And also the other reason is because when I do start doing protocols, I do, you know, certain things that i do that i use that have saved my life many times and other people's lives and i have large knowledge i would love to be able to give it Um, and it's what bfs really misses doing is to be able to offer that the problem is is that you know i look at certain things from my training in acupuncture martial arts uh chinese medicine natural medicine you know, what people call homeopathy, I go into the original system of seven discussions, which are originally from tetrahedronal energy formulations, as I call it an energy formulation, um, in understanding the nature of creation. Um, But in so doing, um, there's no way I can come out and give it anymore, because, you know, they will definitely eventually try to get me in a prison and if they get me in a prison they know who i am (laughs) I'm probably not coming out so um you know i have to be trying to do my best for the world in other ways other than giving and the the last one was that you know the more protocols we gave it became aware people became aware of the fact that i have pretty much enough knowledge to deal with 90 percent of physical ailments and so and how to address them. And so I wind up replay literally people coming to me like I'm a doctor asking me endless, you know, what about this? What about this? What about this to where I am their doctor? And that's exactly in that case, you know, where it's headed. And so in that case, you know, I think it's for the best overall for now until people gain an understanding of, you know, the study and the information again, like for energy is completely out there. How to do what you do, you know, how to take care of your body, learn and research Chinese acupuncture with an understanding of God's creation, of certain sacred geometries of three, seven, twelve, et cetera. And I put that information out so that you understand those. And I do speak to, you know, what are the seven actual acupuncture or- male organs, female organs the 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 seven elements so it is out there and you know if it's something i can figure out i feel everybody could figure it out and should figure it out now it's the time we need to learn to discern and figure things out for ourselves and so i'll provide the background and the basic information of the geometry the sacred geometry we're going to be Uh, Bless for Service took all the stuff I did on uh, B2T way back when, and he's going to redo it and put it out there with tons of new information. And, you know, everything there that I have will eventually get out with tons of new information and new, you know, a lot of material. But um, in the meantime, as far as protocols, first of all, I can't do it. Second of all, I feel it's the time for people to learn to figure out how to use things. So like I say, I use Margellas Direct. Well, if you go to them and you buy the kit, you can learn how to do it. So if I sit there and tell somebody what I do, well, there's a guy that already did that up there on YouTube. So you can go there. I found him and I asked them and they said, go see this guy. So I did. So um, it's readily available for the stuff I do with Jim Humble stuff. Get the book, read the book, do that are Andris Calker. And so you look at the material. I'll provide links of information where you can go do the research to figure it out. So I hope that is sufficient for people. But you know, I wish the world was different and that people had the understanding for those that wanted to learn and stuff, but I just it's not the time. In the future, perhaps it'll come back.
2: I completely understand and I appreciate the update and uh, you know, for anyone listening, if we put the information in front of God, God will give us the answer. Sometimes it doesn't come right away, but he will give us nuggets for us to follow and to follow the string. So to say, to find the answer for ourselves. Um, I'm going to close out by, you know, we are in very turbulent days. Um, You've given us lots of, information in regards to specific things. But I think for all members, it it may be um, enlightening if you can just leave us with something positive that everyone can take home and, and just have some hope because there's a lot of people out there that are being misinformed. They're scared. And that is not where we are of children of God. We need to be in a high vibration. We need to be positive and we need to be happy. And thank you so much for joining us.
1: Now, so might, again, go to the basics. What brings you the greatest joy? Go where you're called to go. Um, if you're able to talk to God in prayer or however, ask God what and look at your gifting and what calls you and brings you joy. Um, and look at what brings the greatest help to creation in your gifting. So if your gifting is healing, um or your gifting is growing plants, or your gifting is music. So look at how you can apply that in a way where you can lift the world, or a few people. It doesn't have to be the entire world. It could be only a few people. You know, one of my favorite speeches ever was Lady Galadriel to Gandalf uh, in the Rivendell when he was there and they were gonna have the you know, the one ring of power and all that, and they were talking about all that stuff. But she said, you know, um, he told Lady Galadriel that Saruman always thinks that it's rings and things of power that make a difference. But I found that not to be true. It's the kind things we do for each other, the little things that matter. And another story that comes to me is what's called for the want of a nail. Um, Because a blacksmith was ill, he couldn't finish his full quota of nails for the day. And so he was one nail short for every single horse in the cavalry that was needed in the battle the next day to be able to go to the battle. So it means one soldier could not ride his horse to battle. And so because of that nail, that soldier couldn't ride his horse into battle. And that's exactly why they lost that battle. And the battle was lost. And in the long term, because they lost that battle, that empire fell. Because of that empire falling, eventually that planet fell to the dark side, the false darkness, and then the solar system, and then the galaxy. So for the want of a nail. And so it can be the littlest thing you can think of. Sometimes the right word at the right place. You're out in the store and somebody needs help. They drop something. Or they need to know where something is. It could be that one thing that that helped them, that lifted their day. I mean, even a compliment. I was in an elevator and a guy got in. And he was in an obviously tailored suit. With a you know silk wool mixture and a silk tie, and he looked dressed for success. He looked impressive, and he looked very upset or down. So he got in, and you know I thought, how can I lift his spirits? And I said, you know, don't. I hope you don't take this wrong because you know I'm not hitting on you. I you know I'm married and you know to a woman that I love very deeply, and so but with all due respect your dress for success i can see that you take pride in how you look you look phenomenal your tailored suit your silk wool mix your silk tie very very impressive he said thank you and when he walked on he had been kind of dragging himself on (laughs) when he walked off he had a spring and a step and a smile on his face and you never know how that'll ripple out into creation he could have literally all depressed like that gotten maybe he was headed home gets in his car not really thinking in a happy way he's got his head on some problems and he's not really thinking of what he's doing when he's driving his head's on his problems and he gets a car accident and he dies and his family loses their father, their husband, et cetera. And that can wrinkle out forever. So one kind word, you know, do what causes and the best that you can do, and what causes joy for people and uplifts people and what brings you joy. And be the best you can to be kind and loving and considerate. And we all get upset sometimes. You know, somebody will trigger you say things to you that get under your skin to the point you can't take it anymore. And you'll yell and you'll get upset. The thing is to let it go. Come back and be loving and kind to them. And if they can undo it, it may have been undoable. You may have gone over the top or not. Hopefully not. But it does happen. And then you can go to the feet of the cross and lay it down and go, you know, Jesus Christ, Father God, I... uh, please forgive me. I totally blew it today. (laughs) I totally blew it. Yeah. So I'll do my best from now on and I'll, you know, I'll get somebody who's gifted at praying and praying away. Um, whatever it was that got me that upset, whatever was going on to let it go and move on and try not to do it again. And so that's how we have to do. And so we're each different and we're each unique and we each have things that we've been through, that were horrific in this lifetime, that should never have happened to us because of what's here. And our parents went through it, and our friends went through it, and our family went through it. We almost all have our story. Very few people are raised in opulence, and even those in opulence, are they abuse their own beyond comprehension. So the majority of people on earth have had a terrible life in overall, even if they've lived in fabulous wealth. you look. I look at the Davos when they're meeting, they don't look happy. They don't even look remotely happy. There's no joking in big meals with everybody laughing and telling jokes and, or even everybody just smiling. You see them on the street, do they look happy? But I look at Putin and I look at these people that are trying to do their best. They're joking, they're having these big conferences, they're laughing, big, big trays of food. And everybody's happy and telling jokes because they're doing their best and try. And that's the way I judge who's who too, (laughs) you know, but so do that, do what brings you joy and try to be kind. You'll get upset at times, try to do your best to repair it. Sometimes you've gone over the top and you can't even tell the person you've gone too far. So you have to try to make amends or have other people to help you make amends or maybe in this case, you need to, you know, each person just does what they do and goes and finds somewhere else to bring the best out in where they go. And so, we, you know, you're not necessarily going to resonate with everybody. We're not supposed to. We're all created utterly unique. That's the cabal. They want everybody to be the same. And, you know, that's the, the unipolar world they want. We need to respect each other is all we need to do. Be kind, considerate, respectful and loving and and do the best you can. And when you make a mistake, if you can, if it's undoable, apologize. If it is appropriate and you can do it and the other person will hear it. And if you can't, you know, you can repent at the feet of the cross and be loving and see if you can have somebody else go there and patch up your damage or you just have to walk away. But don't continue to to do damage. Uh, Try to change your ways to some degree to where it doesn't reiterate itself and do what brings you joy and love your family and your children and be responsible for raising your children well with moral values and truth and try your best to be a truthful and honest person in every single thing you say and every single thing you do and to respect others that are trying to do the same if they're saying this is what I said and this is what I did and you don't see it, don't put that in their face. If they said they said that and they did that, go will see if that's true or not. Could you please show me? But don't sit there and call that person out because you're going to get that person upset. So we need to learn to to not upset each other. We need to respect each other. We need to understand and listen to what the other person is telling you we've been trained very well to get other people upset to where we're not listening we're you know interrupting and we're walking on people and we're calling them essentially you know i don't believe what you're saying or what you're saying is not what i said that's not what i said now the person's saying no that's actually what you wrote down i didn't write that well i can show you right now No, I didn't write that. You just called the person a liar. So, you know, everybody would be upset. We need to stop doing those kind of things. We need to stop hurting each other. We need to stop, you know, I know, you know, if I tend to get upset once in a while when somebody does that, I value the fact I tell the truth as much as I possibly can. I, you know, I try to absolutely be truthful 100% of the time, like Tucker Carlson said. And if I make a mistake, like Alex... Christopher does. I'll own up to it and say, okay, I was wrong. But in the case, you know, own up to it. And otherwise, be a considerate person, be a loving person, be a respectful person. Raise your children with values and truth and love for each other and respectful. Don't teach them to see the color of somebody's skin. Don't teach them there's Many sexes, because there's not, there's two. It's very, very simple on this planet. There's two in humans and mankind both. You know, there's two, that's it. It's simple. Um, if they don't feel they're in the right body, that's a choice when they become of age. But don't sit there and tell that to a child. Let them have a childhood. Let them grow up with love. That's not a time until they become to those questions and then tell them the truth. Don't make up stories that the cabal told you. Um, same thing with, you know, if somebody's telling you stuff, use a discerning mind and learn to look, you know, whether it's climate change or green, renewable or whatever it is, it's just simply to try to look at the truth, find the truth, dig out the truth and be the truth. And then, you know, in a case, if you've injured somebody so much, send somebody to help if you can. And if you can't bless them, pray for them and turn around and walk away. Don't continue. Uh, So, you know, that's why I try not to, like, even with Rothschilds or the whoever, I try to say it's what they've done. It's what they're doing. What they're saying is not the truth. And I show that. But I'm not saying what they're, I'm saying what they're doing is evil, of killing people, of supplying weapons for people to kill each other, on and on and on and on, and not, letting people come to the peace table. They've actually stated, we will not accept peace. We will not accept negotiations for peace. They give back everything. Well, Why they take those parts of Ukraine? Because you're killing their people. Well, that's viable. <laughs> you know, that's a viable thing. So it's time to say, okay, you keep that and keep a barrier so that people can't shell your people. That's reasonable. But for one side to say, no, we're going to never stop. We'll send in arms as long as it takes to the very last end till there are no Ukrainians left. And then we'll move on to Syria. (laughs) Um, So now you know that what they're doing is evil. That's not good. And so then you have to stand up for that. But again, I'm not going to say that anybody's unsalvageable. I know two fifth density Draco that actually are salvaged through the gift of Christ. And so personally, and so anybody, if that could happen, anybody can. A Rothschild could come to the cross, Rockefeller, anybody, but they need to stop doing the evil they're doing. And that's how we need to be, you know? And for those that have to remove people, like Trump said, when no name got the lethal injection, may God have mercy on your soul. He's in the position of being a leader to where certain things have to be done. Because this person will never stop. They will never stop. They're overthrowing country after country after country. No matter what you do, they're not gonna stop. You see, they're not gonna stop, not in this lifetime. So may God have mercy on your soul. Not our job, not his job, but we have to stop you because you'll continue to kill. And so life is not corporeal life This corporeal life is not the end of who you are, even corporeally, until you're done being corporeal. Corporeal is a time of learning. It's a time of learning to do what I've just said. And once you get to that point, you go beyond corporeality. You don't have to keep coming back. But you will keep coming back. until. And that's why the gift of Christ is eternal. What is eternal is your one soul body. That is eternal. While you're in corporeal existence, if you give that up, that's the final containment vessel. If you're like, like Shrek said, I'm complicated. I have layers. You have layers. You have a soul body. You have a mental body. You have, and each one is within the, the first one, the soul. So the mental body is within the soul body. The causal or the learning body is within that mental body and the soul body. The astral body or the emotional body is within all those bodies. The physical body, while you're here, is within all of those. If you give the outer containment vessel away, the soul, when you corporeally die, you automatically go to that level. But that that level is gone. The, the astral body, the mental body, the causal body go away at death. The soul remains. But you gave that away. So when your consciousness your beingness, the part of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, you are, goes to go back to the soul level. There is nothing there. You just diffuse out into everything. You go back into the Holy Spirit as a whole and you cease to be unless God says you will be again. And so that's what the Bible originally is written is saying. It was a dire warning with the pieces they took out. It has been lost. Do not give up your soul because it's the ultimate containment vessel. You give that up and when you corporeally die, you're done. Unless God sees it to bring you back for some reason. And so it's, you know, something to respect with absoluteness and know that when a person leaves here in this lifetime, if they've held on to their soul, they'll be back until they're done here. Wherever here is that they choose to be, whether it's this planet or another one, whether it's a human being or another species, that's up to the individual. And that's between them and God and whoever beings help to help that person throughout their incarnational time. It's an understanding you know, it's an understanding that's deep. And I understand that it's hard because a whole huge amount of the Bible has been pulled out in many, many councils. And I see a Tudor, Luxor, on and on and on. So you've missed this lesson. It's the most important lesson I can give you is that this time here, each lifetime is sacred in that you must maintain the sanctity and sacredness of your soul. And you have to honor that. And if you don't honor that, you're done here you're done, done here, like done in this, this creation, you're done, done, and so in that time frame of coming here, and coming here, it's to learn to be of the highest service to God, to get to the point where you fill with so much light, at the end of a life, finally, your soul bursts with the light, and the word of God, and it glows, and it lights up in the light of the, the word of the God, and it burns into the into creation as a light being of phenomenal service to others and it's in you become your eternal forever self filled with the holy spirit and your soul is the holy spirit in the light of and the word of god in the light of the holy spirit and so at that point you've now moved beyond corporeal alley, and if you so choose you could come back down here and seem to be corporeal for others to help them to get to that point but in understanding this, this is something that very, you know, we're going to be doing a reincarnation decode to understand this, because think very carefully on this. People have asked me this many, many times. Why did God allow people to kill each other? Why did God allow for a child to be raped to death in a dome while still attached to them all? Why would God allow that? That child never got to come to Christ in this lifetime of corporeality. It's one lifetime. The child may have chosen that. I don't know. It may not have. I don't know. I'm not God. However, I do know that child, if it had not come to the cross in a previous life, will be given more until it can. Because in killing that child... They didn't kill its soul. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And so that child will be back. And so that's why God made it this way. Because God did not and is not that type of a being that would allow a child to not have a chance. It has a chance in the next lifetime, the next one. Or it's already done that. And so it's done. Or it will have time to come back and be back and again. God did not cre- create us in all of creation to be that way, that you get one round corporeally. That's it. And if somebody eradicates you, you don't even get that round. You get in here, bam, you're gone before you can even think to make a choice. No, no, you're not understanding. This life here corporeally is not the sum total of you, who you are. And that is not how God is. And God is absolutely patient and infinite and giving and kind and loving and allows you to learn the lessons the hard way, to make your choices and learn the hard way. That's why you don't sit there and shield your child from every single mistake they make. You let them learn the hard way. If it's not going to be fatal or something to who they are permanently, and this is not permanent here. And so, you know, it's like, if a child, I had a fiance for many years, and when I met her, her child is just learning to talk. And I was cooking. And she reached towards the burner that was glowing hot. And I said, no. She looked defiantly at me. And started reaching again, put her hand back, and I said, no, hot, you will hurt yourself, no, she looked defiantly at me again and reached to the burn. it's not going to be fatal, she'll get a burn, and it'll hurt, and it'll heal, so i let her touch the burn, and she went, ah, looked at me, looked at her head, hot, I go, yes, yeah. so I said, no, she ran to her mom, Craig, the mom came back, you let her burn her head, I told her no twice, the third time, She'll heal, and it's not even second degree. It's just her. Get her hand under cold water and send some ice water, and it'll heal. And in two hours, it'll it'll be fine, you know, but that's how God lets us learn. This is not fatal here unless you give your soul up. That is fatal. And so that warning was put in the Bible, and that's what I'm trying to bring to you, the ultimate truth. Do not sell your soul. Very, very simple one. Do not. You have but one life. They took out the part of the soul. So honor that, respect that, and learn your lessons here so you can move onwards and upwards and know that I know you've caught in a soul trap down here. And every time you come back, you have your consciousness erased violently. And you don't remember these things. I do. I've never done that. God taught me how, as soon as I leave my body, to leave this soul trap immediately, every single time. So I know what you go through. I understand it, but I have not experienced it myself because God kept me sacrosanct to be able to help down here, to keep my memories intact of all the times I've been here. And so this is the best thing I can ever tell anyone. And I've not said this out loud before because the team, the Bless for Service team, is getting ready to... Put this decode up very shortly but this is the most pivotal truth there is and this is why you're here to learn to be the best person for god and all of his creation that you can possibly be and to learn that in serving others you serve yourself and serving others as best as you possibly can that goes out forever And because all magnetic systems are dipolar, it comes back to you magnified infinitely. And God is infinite and all of us are. We are given a very, very long time to come to God and then an infinite time to serve him. And his creation is infinite. It's not a disc, it is infinite. Otherwise he's not infinite. If you're saying that this is it, this little plate with a firmament, and there's an ice wall and a few things out in the planet, the sun's going around and around this, you get farther out there in ice walls. What's out there, darkness? Does that sound infinite to you? No. There is no definition of how far this universe goes. It goes and goes, let alone the fact that there's an infinite number of universes God creates through every choice you make. If it's substantially new or different, you actually will create a new universe. God allows you through your choices to create a new universe to fit for you to learn. Whatever that is, if that's a service that's rough and terrible, so be it. Like Putin said, so be it. If you want to choose that, so be it. You will create that future for you until you learn. And if you want to create one of beauty through prayer and envisioning, you're learning, and you're advancing, and you'll eventually leave here. You can only go so high in service to self, utterly service to self. But in being in service to others in absoluteness as much as you can, it'll eventually lift you up beyond. It's like I always use the math of, Would you, if you're a government, would you rather have a 14.7 or even a 1% tax on somebody making a million dollars a year, or an 80% tax on somebody making... $20,000 $20,000 a year. If everybody makes, you're not making the same amount of money to run the government or to have your whatever you want to have as the leader of the government. So it makes sense. And it's how God is. It makes sense. He is infinite. Therefore, his creation must be infinite. And it is. And it is, it's infinite. There's infinite sentient life out there, infinite on and on beyond forever, beyond what anybody can comprehend, let alone <laughs> universe is the same and there's infinite ones of those. So, I mean, God is infinite beyond what we can even comprehend infinite to me. And so, and then all of that, in all of that, this you in this universe is unique and special. And created by God. Respect and honor who you are. Stand up for your truth. Do your best. If you get upset with somebody, fix it if you can If you can't, move on. And try to have somebody else fix it. If not, move on and try not to do it again. But respect yourself. Above all, be true to yourself and be kind and considerate and loving to yourself. And to everybody you meet as much as you can. So thank you for letting me talk,
2: God bless. That was powerful, Gene, thank you.
0: Yeah, that was one of the most powerful, inspiring closing shows I think we have ever done. And that was a message that many people I'm sure when they listen to this and they're gonna like, wow, this is for me. I mean, this is for many of us. This is that was very powerful, Gene. I wanna thank you so much. Um, I'll definitely stay in touch. Um, if there's any links to or your website or whatnot that you want to tell some of the listeners that may be tuning into this, and I wanna thank you so much. That ending was so powerful. I'm definitely gonna be streaming that on my chat for some members that God is bringing onto to our chat that are just um, breaking down right now. And I wanna thank you for that.
1: Thank you, so appreciate that. Um, again, the new Bless for Service website is up and it's we're in training with the amazing Bless for Service people that are doing the training <laughs> to how to answer questions on the admin side of that. So they'll soon be able to get questions in through the Blus for Service website and not have to go to my Gmail anymore. It takes more time that way because we have to route things through the you know the various locations, supervisor for the US, supervisor for Canada, supervisor for Europe, etc. And sometimes it has to be bumped up. They can't answer questions, they go to the world email supervisor who supervises the hard questions is actually has gotten better at asking, answering emails than I am. That's the whole goal of being a teacher. Get somebody to do it better than you can. <laughs> then you're really a master at it. You master, you can get somebody beyond where you are. And so the Bless for Service team, quite a few of them are going there in many different realms. So um, we have a person who's training that up this week. And But in the meantime, the Bless for Service site, blessforservice.org as one word is up and there's hundreds and hundreds of documents, soon to come, hundreds more. We're creating a brand new Google Drive and they're gonna be loaded up very soon. In the meantime, we also have, I have a website called genedecode.org that I do have a paywall to fund the other two websites, the free one, Bless for Service, and this website, genedecode.org. It's seven a month or 77 a year in which I do deep, deep, what I call deep dives, deep decodes of this type of information. We just did the Rapture Ascension because of the importance of that. That is on Rumble, on my Rumble. And also the situation, flash situation update on the banking and stuff. I put that is now on the real Gene code Rumble. On Rumble, I have to be real Gene Decode because somebody took Gene Deco first. Same on, on all the social media, on Telegram and True Social, I'm real Gene Decode. How you know, I don't back product or sell anything. If somebody does, like, you know, Patriot Mike does, that's his calling, that's his stuff. I personally don't. I only fund myself through the bless, I mean, the genedeco.org deep dive, $7 a month or 77 a year. And that funds what I need currently, (laughs) just what I need. But hopefully it'll get a little bit something there to help other people at the Blessed for Service to get something for all their amazing help. And there's many, many decodes, amazing decodes in there. There's whole sections that are phenomenal, like arts, entertainment, and media, the music decodes, and the Pope's Audience Hall, and the uh, Ricky Garvish thing as one of the most loved ones. The Art of War, and soon coming is the Book of Five Rings, and that's being decoded and done by D, uh, D Boomasad, as we call him now. is into the into the into the uh, the uh, Book of Five Rings Miyamoto Masashi stuff, which I study, of course, because I'm a martial arts person for a very, 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 very long time and for a very very long time um and then also there's amazing decodes by the bluster service team as well as myself i'm going to try to continue to do all of the things i had originally on my platform where i first started all of the alien stuff i've done before as well as a complete update starting with the u.s and then going to Canada and the Europe and all of those for all the dumps of the world as the Blast for Services is getting further and further into doing decodes things. And we now have people editing and doing that. So I don't have to do that. Um, I'll get more time. And so then I'll be able to do that. And eventually I hope to actually get a book out on the dumps. And all the integrated, interlying Maglev tunnels, little tunnels, stuff all over the place. <laughs> like I said, it's everywhere. We're in a honeycomb world too. <laughs> they want to cold the planet. <laughs> turn it into a honeycomb. So, all um, you know, the Bless for Service website. If you want to con- donate to me, the it's on the donate. Page, just click that on Gene Decode. You can just click it there if you don't want to join Deep Dives. The platform we use is completely censorship free and has a very strong paywall. It's very hard to hijack something out of there, um, but it makes it difficult to use, and I understand that. And so we do have people that will take you by the hand. If you're having trouble, contact that person, you know, contact through that website and they will be routed to one person in the bluster service that I said is the one doing the training because phenomenal person in tech stuff can help you learn to use the gene decode.org. It's a little tricky, I know, because when you sign in, it'll keep you signed in. and You leave, you don't think you're still signed in. You come back and you try to log in, and you can't log in (laughs) because you are logged in. (laughs) It's like, it's a little confusing. It doesn't look like you are, but you are. So, you know um the rumble is real gene decode on rumble real gene decode on telegram real gene decode on true social and then my website i did capture that is genedecode.org thank you so much patriot mike
0: thank you gene and you have a good night and hopefully you can get some rest
1: uh thank you very much i think i will your show, calm me down, <laughs> relax me. Uh, I love talking about the nature of God and creation and who we really are, and finally, finally, just telling the com- absolute totality of the truth of God and how He created us. God just said it's time. Just do it, G. It's time. So thank you for letting me do so, Mike Patriot. Mike,
0: no. Thank you for giving it to us and praise God for that.
1: So, God bless everyone here and everyone listening forever. God bless and Godspeed. Let's get our freedom back. Let's raise our children and our grandchildren in love, compassion, and understanding with true, to become truly strong, upstanding adult moral individuals, loving and kind and considerate.
2: God bless and Godspeed. God bless, Gene.